Hello, and welcome to Toffee Blue Opposition View. I'm Jerry, yeah, still, and uh, today we got a special treat for you. Um, in preparation for Sunday's uh, Burnley versus Everton match at Goodison, we are going to be talking with Tyrone Marshall, who is the Burnley reporter for the Lancashire Telegraph. So, thanks very much for talking to me, Tyrone. No problem. Let's talk, uh, let's talk Burnley. Um, you've had a strong start to the season against quality opposition. Uh, has it been business as usual, like continuing the same approach from last year, or have there been any like major changes? Uh, no, there's been a few um, a few subtle changes. Um, I mean, away from home, it's improved a great deal, and the performances away from home seem to match up sort of more closely with the home performances now in in terms of intensity and how they've approached it. And um, also at home, they've changed the style a little bit. I think they're trying to play a bit more football this year, keep the ball on the ground a bit more. Um, it's more of kind of a four four five one, more of a three man midfield um, this year, when it was two up front for most of last season. So. They have adapted the way they've played and they're definitely trying to play a bit more football and keep the ball on the ground. But the major the major improvement, as you say, has been the away form where they're unbeaten at the moment and they've had some really good results away from home. So I think that's been the uh, the big change for them. Now, I've watched Burnley many times throughout the years, but um, how would you describe Burnley's style of play to someone who's never really watched them before? Kind of, I guess, elaborating on what you were just saying. Yeah, um, I, I would say intense is probably the best word to describe them. They work incredibly hard. Um, they don't give the opposition a minute's peace. They're, they're sort of always in your face and, and always trying to make it, you know, they want people to, to come off the pitch against them. Even if you've beaten them, they want you to know that you've been in a game and, and had to fight for it. Um, you know, they, they don't sort of give any free passes away. They're very, very committed. Um, they press quite a lot. They're a team full of energy. Um, they, they've adapted it a bit a bit this year, like I say, and, and playing a bit more football, playing through midfield a bit more. But, you know, I think the best way to describe it is sort of energetic and intense um, teams when you play Burnley, teams know they're in a game against Burnley. Right. They always seem uh, seem disciplined, organised, and uh, they're uh, they're trying to outwork you. That's what. It yeah, is. very much so. Very much so. Yeah, you know, they they do sort of take pride in, in outworking the opposition and covering more ground than the opposition. And although it doesn't guarantee anything, you know, I think they think it always gives them a good chance. If if they've put more into the game than the opposition, then you know they've got a decent chance of, of coming out with the results. And they also are very you know very well organised. Even with the change of formation, the back four are drilled to. Um, you know, drilled into minute detail. Really, they know where to be and 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 what to do when the ball's in a certain position. The um, the defence, the goalkeeper, in the back four are, are incredibly organised, and and that helps them in in terms of limiting sort of clear chances that the opposition have. All right. So, I guess the next question: uh, you have a lot, you have a lot of new faces this season. Mm. Brought in, brought a lot of people. Just to, for example, you got uh, Chris Wood, Charlie Taylor. Jack Cork, Jonathan Walters, Phil Barsley. I mean, you brought in a lot of people. Um, yeah. Which of your uh, new additions has impressed you the most? Um, probably Jack Cork. Um, I mean, a, a lot of them are sort of squad depth um, new signings that they're kind of on the bench at the moment and just sort of adding to, to the general depth in the squad. But in terms of the regular starters, it would have to be Cork or Wood. I mean, Wood scored a couple of goals, but... Cork has, has played more often at the moment. He's, he's been a regular in midfield and he's been sort of a key man in the way they have changed their approach this season. Um, he gets the ball down in midfield and plays, but he's, he's also very good at kind of shielding and protecting the back four. He's very clever positionally. Um, I think he's, he's probably been, you know, probably been Burnley's best player so far this season. So you'd have to say out of the, all the new signings, he's, he's been the most eye-catching so far. 
Yeah, I've noticed a lot of players that do what Court does uh, to a lot of inexperienced football fans. They watch the game. They don't realize how, how mm. much of an influence someone like that has on the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he is very influential and he, he's been at Burnley before. He was on loan here for about a year and a half, sort of back in 2010, 2011. So, so the fans kind of know him and appreciate him. And, and since then, he's gone on to have a good Premier League career. So, you know, the fans knew what they were getting. Um, right. but I think they've been been delighted with him. He's formed a really good partnership with Stephen DeFore in midfield. Um, and, you know, it, you, you're right in what you say, but it's certainly not gone unnoticed, I think, by, by Burnley fans. They knew what they were getting and, and they can see the kind of the impact he's had on the team so far. Yeah, it's always great when somebody can just come right in and contribute like that. That's not often. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, he's fitting very well. Uh, so, uh, thinking about the whole roster now, not just new players, uh, which players have surprised you this season? Um, probably before, actually, alongside Cork in midfield. He, he had a, you know, a pretty difficult time in his first season here. He, he was signed for you know fairly big money for Burnley standard, £7.5 million, and... Belgium international had about 44, 45 caps when he arrived. Played in the Champions League, so he came with with quite a big reputation. But it never really worked for him last year. He he never kind of got up to speed. He never kind of got dice fit, as uh, as they say around here. Like I say, he demands a lot from his players, and, and the work rate's quite high. And Defoe was never really there last year. Um, he never completed 90 minutes in the Premier League. He you know he, he didn't play in that two-man midfield. So they felt they couldn't trust him in that two-man midfield to do the work that was required. And it kind of looked in the summer like it was just going to be one year and that was it. It looked like he was off, but um, he, he really sort of knuckled down in pre-season. He put in the work, he put in the hard yards, um, he got fit in pre-season. Anyway, he, he's had a really good run. He started all the Premier League games this season and he, he's been good. He's completed 90 minutes on a couple of occasions and he, he kind of looks like he, he understands the Premier League now. He understands what to do away from the ball, you know, off the ball as well as on the ball. Um, I think the improvement in his game and, and the way he kind of understands the Premier League has been massive, and that's that's a huge help for them as well. Because you know, th- there's no doubt in he's a, he's a brilliant technical player. You don't kind of win all those caps for Belgium and and play in the Champions League if you're not a good technical player. So you know, to have that in your side as well as what you can do off the ball now is has been huge for Burnley. Right. Uh, yeah, I read your article about him. It's a pretty recent mm-hmm. one where you're talking about, or he was describing how he he needed a, a full preseason. And Dyche had told him, that, hey, let's get a full preseason and let's see where we're at at that point. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that, that was massive for him, having that full preseason and kind of understanding the role he had to play and the fact that you're not going to see as much of the ball at Burnley as you are playing for Standard Liège in Belgium or Anderlecht in Belgium or, or Porto in Portugal. You know, it, it's very different experience for him. So I think having that full preseason has helped. And he, you know, he came back in the summer with the right attitude. It would have been easy for him to come back and. You know, kind of mope and think I'm going to be out of here soon anyway. So you know, not not be too worried about it. But he came back with with a fantastic attitude. I think he really impressed all the staff um, during the summer with the way he approached preseason. And you can see at the moment that it's really paying off. Yeah, so many players they kind of after a, a year where they struggle, they just kind of make a decision on leaving, and they don't take the mm. time to actually think. Oh, I could actually change this myself with a little hard work. You know, that's um, it. Yeah, you know, and he, he has had that approach, and it's it's been quite refreshing to see. Awesome. Uh, so uh, it's kind of a negative question, but what players have disappointed? I don't know, it's kind of a harsh word, but, you know, maybe they haven't performed exactly the way you thought they would? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I mean, Burnley are sitting eighth in the league, and, and given their fixture list, it's it's been a fantastic start, and I don't think anyone expected them to be in this position. So I don't think there's anyone, per se, who's disappointed. Um, the one area the manager would probably look at maybe as well and think, could get more out of that area is, is probably out wide 
Um, he's a little bit short of options mm. out wide. The Robbie Brady and Johan Bergmanson have been have been starting wingers, and there's not a great deal of, of kind of competition or options there. Um, they both they've both had their moments this season. Uh, Brady's kind of been another one who's enjoyed a full pre-season, has improved for that. They've both had their had their moments and and had their good games, but you know they're they're two who perhaps you'd think could offer a bit more consistency to the team and creativity-wise. I think a lot rests on. On Brady's shoulders, he's you know very good at set pieces. His crossing's very good, um, but at the moment, you know it, it's still a little bit inconsistent. So you probably think those two perhaps can offer a little bit more. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't say there was anyone particularly who's, who's disappointed or you're thinking, you know, they need dropping or, or changing or resting or anything like that. So at the moment, everyone's just about doing okay. But but you could certainly think there's maybe a little bit more to come from two wide players for sure. Yeah, you know you're. Your team has started well when you're struggling to figure out. Oh, okay, who's not performing up to us? Up to yeah, standards? exactly. You know, that's, yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been a good start. Um, speaking of starting well, uh, Tarkovsky. Mm. Uh, he's he's looked strong. Uh, just as just a really uh, stout defender. Uh, does Burnley? And I have to ask you this because we're with Everton. Does Burnley miss Michael Kane? Uh, I would say I would say they probably still do. Um, I think it seemed like Burnley is always going to miss a player of Michael Keane's quality. He was fantastic while he was here, and you know, I mean, he was good throughout his time here. But he was he really stepped it up a level last season in the Premier League. And when you lose a 24 year old centre half for 30 million as a team like Burnley, you're going to miss him. Um, but you know, they, they have sort of coped without him pretty well so far. Uh, Burnley kind of went under the radar alongside him last season while Keane took the headlines. So right. it helped that you kind of know what you're going to get with Ben Mee. He's had another season. You know, it is his first season playing centre-half in the Premier League last year. So he's really sort of come on for that. And like you say, Tarkowski was kind of, he was here at Burnley last year, but he didn't get, didn't get much game time. But he was entrusted to be Keane's replacement by Dives. They didn't sign another centre-half in the summer. And, you know, he, he's kind of grabbed the opportunity with both hands. He has been really, really good so far. He's, you know, he's good on the ball, like King was, but he's he's more of an old-fashioned centre half as well. More than a he's more a kind of a head it, block it, just clear it, get it out right. centre half. And um, you know, the, the Burnley have been under a bit of pressure in those away games so far, as you'd expect, and he's been fantastic in those in making sure that you know when the crosses come in, he's there to head them out. Um, when people are taking shots at goal, if it can't be cleared, he's there to get a block on it. So, you know. I think you're always going to miss a player like Keane, but Tarkovsky has, has filled those boots pretty well so far. Yeah, I'd say there's always there's always room for like an old school defender that just does the job. <laughs> Absolutely, it's something um, something Dyche likes as well. He's spoken in the past about you know there's you know, there's kind of a, a fad I suppose at the moment to have defenders who can build attacks and play out from the back, and it's almost you know looked at are you good with the ball before can you actually defend? And I think it's kind of something he's he would like to see reset and I think first and foremost he wants his defenders to be able to do the defending before they think about being good with the ball and being able to play out from the back uh, so kind of we're still rolling with Michael Keane here uh, mm. do Burnley supporters like overall still see him in a positive light yeah I think I think they do yeah um, I think everyone accepts that it was obviously a, a move up for him there was there was no sort of surprise that he went. He, he, you know, Leicester were interested when they'd won the league the year before. Um, Keane had rejected a new contract, so I think it was throughout a lot throughout last season. It was pretty obvious he was going to be leaving in the summer, um, and it always seemed that Everton was the most likely, most likely destination. I think 
Burnley fans can appreciate that he, he gave great service to the club. He was a fantastic player for the club. Signed for two million, sold for potentially thirty. You know that that's a great return and a great profit. He played for England while he was here. Um, you know he, he did great things for Burnley, and, and he's been very complimentary about what Burnley did for him as well. So I think there is, you know, there, there's still a great deal of respect from the Burnley fans there, and I think they can all kind of understand that it, it was time for him to move on. You know, he, he'd had some fantastic times here, but it was time for him to kind of challenge himself at, at a higher level in kind of top seven in the Premier League and in Europe as well. So. You know, I think if he plays on Sunday, I think he'll get a good reception from the away end, and I think he'll get a great reception when he comes back to surf more later in the season. Yeah, I'm hoping he's able to play. Just, if nothing else, just to kind of, just to have that moment. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's It'd always nice, special. Nice talking point if he does. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's move on to Sunday. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, how do you expect Burnley to line up? Uh, I would think it'll be the one up front again. again yeah, they've played 4-4-2 just once this year against Crystal Palace at home, a game which they won, but they didn't play particularly well in. Um, and, it's, you know, away from home against a team like Everton, the, the three away games so far against Chelsea, Tottenham and Liverpool, they've played one up front. I think it'll be the same again. I think Chris Wood probably be up front on his own. And, and aside from that, it'll be the three in midfield, probably Cork, Defoe and uh, Hendrick, and then the wingers and then, and then the back four. So I, I don't think there'll be too many surprises selection-wise or or shape-wise. I think it will be try and kind of defend well, soak up what pressure you're going to face and hope to create a couple of chances and, and take one, which they've done away from home so far. Heaton hasn't been playing recently. He's injured, right? He is, yes. He's dislocated his shoulder, so he's out for a few months. So Nick Pope's been in goals for the last couple of games. Right. Um, he, he's done sort of fairly well standing in. It's his first, first run of games in the Premier League. Um, but he's he's kind of settled in settled in pretty well and, and seems confident at the moment. He's kept a clean sheet last week, kept a clean sheet when he came on for Heaton against Palace, only conceded one at Liverpool, so he's he's settled in fairly well. Yeah, you, you said dislocated shoulder, and I cringed because mm. I've had that happen three times. It is oh. just ridiculous pain. It actually hurt worse than when I tore my ACL. I just uh, oh, God. still still get yeah. that shiver up my spine whenever anybody says that. So I'm hoping uh, sounds painful. Heaton comes back. Uh, Heaton comes back strong. He he's a good yeah, keeper too. I'd like to. I, 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 I want to see Pope play some more too, though. I haven't had the chance to see him play a lot. So um, no, he's, he's done well so far. It's always nice just to have a quality backup who can just step right in and not miss a step. You know, absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, there was there was you know a, a kind of few, I suppose, a few question marks over him and that he'd not played at this level before and only played thirty odd championship games. But, um, but yeah, at the moment, he looks like he is just that—a very solid backup. And you know, I don't, I don't think Burnley have overly missed Heaton so far. They're going to be tested for another few months without him, but but so far they've not missed him massively. All right. So Sunday, who do you expect to be mm. the uh, impact players, the danger men? <laughs> Uh, for Burnley, you're probably looking at the, at the striker. I imagine it'd be Wood again. Um, he's started very well in his uh, in his short time. He's got two league goals already, one in the cup. So I'd think him and, and potentially Brady as well. If you know, but Burnley are a threat from set pieces, especially with Wood, who's, who's fairly tall and Vokes if he comes on, and the defenders as well. And you know, you'd imagine against Everton, chances are going to be fairly limited. So any kind of opportunity they get to put crosses in the box, I, I think, would be important. So. I would think Brady and, and Wood are probably going to be uh, the key men from that end. <laughs> I totally get that too because I've seen Brady's quality on set pieces and yeah, Wood is such a big guy. He can get on the end of those pretty easily. He uh, can, yeah, he can. That's always it's nice to have a weapon like that too. We don't really have like a, a target man 
You know, that's something I know Kuman wanted, but didn't really yeah. come in. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are they are nice to have, especially for games like this when they can uh, help out in their own box as well a little bit, probably. Oh, that's definitely true. What's the opinion that most Burnley fans have of Everton? Um, I, I don't know really. Um, I suppose Keane going there kind of probably changed opinions. I would think most people probably thought at the start of the season that you know they'd be pushing for top seven again and seventh kind of at a minimum with uh, with Keane going there. But obviously the start hasn't been what Everton wanted. Um, so I, I mean I imagine coming up to this weekend, given the start Burnley had away from home, that, that a lot of Burnley fans would be going there thinking they can get a result there for certain. I think they'd probably like to see in the long term Everton and, and Keane especially do very well but um but this weekend I, I would think that they're that you know they might be thinking Everton are a little vulnerable especially with the game uh, tomorrow night and uh, that they might be able to beat them honestly I, I think based on form that's a more than reasonable expectation <laughs> mm, definitely yeah definitely um so last question now I know it's a very long season but after a start like this what is an acceptable finish for Burnley uh, it's hard to say. I, I think staying up again is obviously the aim, um, and kind of building on another season of Premier League money and another season in the top flight. This makes you a little bit more established. But with the start they've had, and you know, they were a little bit disappointed the way they kind of finished last season. They finished the, finished the season fairly slowly, um, just two wins from the last fifteen league games, and they didn't really kind of build on the excellent start they had. So I think this year they'll be looking to do a bit better than that. And while they'd probably accept. And, and could take comfort out of just staying up again. Um, I think they'll probably be looking a little bit higher as well and, and trying to get kind of mid-table and above and, and stay up a bit more comfortably than last time. Maybe try and aim for around 44, 45 points. They got 40 last year, so if they can build on that this year and maybe get another five or six on the board and, and look for somewhere around 14th or 13th, you know, I, I would think that would be that would be attainable and it would show kind of clear signs of progress as well. All right, so... I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. And uh, so before I do, I just want to go ahead and tell you, thank you so much for your time. No problem. This has no been problem. awesome. I'm just some American guy, so talking to a, a journalist <laughs> is uh, it's pretty fantastic for me. So, no worries. Not a problem. I guess, uh, yeah, good luck on, on Sunday. And to yourself. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, take care, man. No worries. You too. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. All see right. you later. All right, see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I guess that about wraps it up. So I guess that about wraps um, it up. If you've enjoyed um, this experience, enjoyed this experience, uh, subscribe, please, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube, YouTube channel, like YouTube this channel, video, throw like us some video, comments, throw us some comments. Uh, if you're listening via podcast, uh, if you're listening via podcast, please subscribe. All that subscribe. Uh, until next time, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs>